Hey, welcome to Dream Aloud with Kendra. It's a podcast for black women who want to live limitless lives. Be inspired by others who have dared to step outside of their comfort zone to live their hopes and dreams and passions. Now let's get started because life is way too short not to live the way that you want. I want to introduce to you my lovely assistant slash tech support for virtual retreats and my little cousin number 26 in the line. Yeah, grandma and grandpa had 26 grandkids, number 26. I'm 21, but she's number 26. Um, Anything that I ask her to do, she does. If I am doing something or I decided I want to go in, in, in a, a direction that I've never gone before, she's always there asking me, okay, what do you want me to do? How can I help you? Um, whatever it is that she's doing, I want to help her as well. So for my second act, under 40 set for February, she's kicking it off. She is, this is the name that she wants to be called, Muffin. Hey. Muffin is a goal getter. G-O-A-L getter. Hey. He has, you have a plethora of jobs, correct? But your, your career is medicine and you've been in the EMT field for quite a bit, quite a Six years now. Six years. Okay. That's quite a long time. And you are also an entrepreneur. Yes. So let us know how you got to the, how you made it to the EMT field and what's going on with your pivoting to, to some other ventures. Cause you have more than one venture that you're, that you're pursuing. Absolutely. Um, so initially I went to school, went to Delaware State University for accounting. Um, I'm just good with numbers, period. Uh, but it does not fit my personality whatsoever. So, and then there was the whole financial aid thing. So left there. Um, then I thought I was going to be a nurse, which I still might do that. Um, might still be a thing, but I started going to school for nursing and then life happened. And then I was like, oh, I could be an EMT. That's more fitting for my personality. So I was crushed, like crushed. Cause I didn't have the money. It was like $1,100 at the time. I didn't have the money and they didn't do financial aid or anything. So I had like almost all of it. And I just was like, not with it. And then one of my best friends, I won't mention no names, knocked on my door with the rest of the money. Um, so that's how I became EMT. Of course, I went to school and all that, but um, it definitely fit my personality, but it's a trying thing. I became an EMT because I didn't see a lot of me doing it. There was always other people and from different backgrounds in our communities. And I felt like that was where I needed to be. Um, Because everybody always told me I need to be a nurse, I need to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, 
took care of my oldest son's great great grandmother um, on her deathbed. Um, and they was like, yo, why don't you just go to school for nursing? So it was in the back of my head. So that's how I became an uh, EMT. Future nurse. <laughs> and you said you still may do nursing. So yeah. what are you doing now? Um, a lot of things. But my go-to right now is I'm writing a book. Um, it is a fictional book. Yay. A science fiction book. Uh, because I'm weird like that. Um, but it is excellent. Yeah, it's weird is so dope. We want everybody um, to show up as their authentic self. That means absolutely. be weird and not like the other person that they know. But sometimes people are just afraid to step out and be that anomaly. They don't absolutely. be the sole person and they, they rather assimilate. So, yep. I don't I don't know that we should use the word weird. You are, weird is good. You're yourself. Yeah. Weird I'm weird. I like weird. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's not it's not a negative term in my book. Okay. Other everybody's perception is their own um I got it. Do what you want with it. But um anomaly entertainment group is definitely a thing. Um, it's a, it's multiple things under one um, umbrella. So I do graphic design and marketing. I do, um, just getting into that, but I do taxes. I've been doing that forever. Um, oh, the catering. I do catering. That's under 180, 180 Lady. catering. Yes. Um, I cook like my grandma. I can't help myself. <laughs> Tell everybody uh, about your grandma. Why my grandma. Grandma's cook. Everybody know um, Miss Peggy's cooking. Miss Peggy. And if you don't know, ask about it. <laughs> so Miss Peggy is from Georgia. Dublin, Georgia, yeah. And I had a conversation with her about how she got here to to New Jersey. The story is off the chain, so I need to talk about a different date, but she was telling me, because uh, I'm trying to figure out how, how do people find this little town? And she said she cried for the first year she was here, because she <laughs> go back because she lived in town. But we'll talk about that later. But Miss Peggy cooked at the day camp, and her, she was the cook for Head Start yep. in town. And then if you went to her house, she was, was cooking up some <laughs> good Georgia cooking. My mom and I are there all the time. So apparently tripe is a thing for them. And your grandma used to cook tripe. My mom was like, oh, Miss Peggy got tripe for me. And she <laughs> over and get her tripe and take it home. And I was like, what is that? It's like cows on me. I was like, oh. But you know, I tasted it, it was good. So I'm one of those people. If you if you serve me something and I eat and it's good, I'm gonna continue to eat. So after you said it's monkey brain, I was like, oh, I have monkey brain. Now if you said I'm serving you monkey brain, I probably won't eat it. But the other way around, once I figure out I like it, I'm just gonna go ahead. Oh yeah, I'm a picky eater. Everybody so, know I'm a picky eater. So you you're gonna have to have your grandma cook you some tripe because it was very good. <laughs> she said, I'll tell you how to do it. 
No, I, uh, her egg, her egg salad. I always loved it. And she'd be like, "Have your boy some eggs." <laughs> so, one eighty lady catering has been around for a while, right? Yes. So you've catered a few things for me. My fiftieth birthday. Yep. Good. And you did the brunch for Mike's fiftieth birthday. Way oh, yeah. back in in 2016 and everybody was like who who made this food so at least you you've been in business with 180 lady catering for about five or six years right i think a little longer okay um i want to say since maybe 2014. okay so what makes you pivot in all of these different mm -hmm. questions? Um, I'm, I'm a free spirit. Uh, sometimes it's to my detriment, but for the most part, I feel like I am, I can do anything. And if I think of something I want to do, I do it. Um, my consistency with certain things isn't always there, but it's definitely something that I've been working on. It's definitely something I acknowledge about myself and me doing all these things. I've done numerous things, mm -hmm. banking, um, security, um, tax prep, uh, program director. Doing all of those things. I, I have some people here. Tracy, Tracy Ransom said she misses your grandma's fried chitterlings. <laughs> I didn't know fried chitterlings was a thing. Nikki fries them. Yep, she said, Miss Peggy threw down. Every <laughs> dinner at her house was a treat for me. Everybody liked to be there, right? Thanks. So, Daryl, cousin Daryl says, hi, everyone. Daryl Newman. Hey. And Lisa, Angela, everybody's on here. So, hey, y'all. I'm going to pass on the fried chitlins, though. <laughs> chitlins is something that I haven't had because they don't that's not inviting to me they don't even um, get so, i like them but they don't I like, like me i can't eat a lot of pork anymore so i've, I've never eaten chitlins and i'm, I'm not gonna start <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna take tracy's word for that the fried chitlins were really good and yeah nikki can fry so i had to try no i'm not gonna have any <laughs> but i've had the tripe and it's very good so, <laughs> But thinking about that, so Tracy's talking about the chitlins, I'm talking about tripe. So that's, you know, organs. They're both organs, right? I mean, if you think about it, everything's organ, whether it's on a plant or animal. Yeah, you're right. But that was the stuff that people threw away. Yes. And Black folks make a delicacy out of it. Because we, we just that's create what we had. That's what we had to, to work with. You make something out of nothing. They give us the work with. They make it's gonna be something, exactly. and they gonna want it later. That's wings. People didn't eat wings. Lobster, chicken backs, and chicken wings were for for people who didn't have access to the breast and the the meaty parts of the chicken. The dark meat. <laughs> Gizzards. And livers, you know. We, oh yeah, you, we can. You can they made livers. delicacies out of that. 
And so we're always making. No, absolutely. Black is beautiful. Making something different. And so it's Black History Month. February. Every day is Black History Day. Every day is Black History Day. Every th 365 days <laughs> of the year. However, it is Black History Month. And while I'm Black all 365, I do like to celebrate Black History Month. Because it is American history. <laughs> and so the, the things that you do, you do because you like them, because you're gifted in them, or because you just want to try them? Um, I think I have a gift for learning. Um, I can learn anything. I never felt like, like, all right, low key, I really love quantum theory. So <laughs> if I tell you I'm a physicist one day or something, but, but, but it's in your genes. It's in your genes on both sides. It's in the DNA. Oh yeah, my mom's a genius. So what do you um, love about quantum quantum physics? Quantum um, because it's it's almost like the human explanation of divinity. Mm -hmm. Um quantum theory and all that quantum mechanics is more about the the unknown, everything unexplainable they want to explain or anything unattainable they want to do, um, which I don't think anything is unattainable. You just have to tap into that divinity. Mm -hmm. And studying that is um, outside of school is, I think, more fulfilling to me. So I never went to school for it. But I mean, I might might be a thing. I might be like an 80-year-old quantum physicist. Who knows? <laughs> or you can be a quantum physicist without the degree as well and start now. Absolutely. Start working on the degree now if you want. Absolutely. That's 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 where my book is. So it's is is it science fiction? Yes. Or? Absolutely. And when is this book coming out? Um, I just made all right. I was at this retreat. Somebody somebody You had a wonderful retreat. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell, me, tell me all about it. Go ahead. So such like a dope retreat, right? Yeah. Um, it was called She's Come Undone. Um, Unmasked. Oh, yeah, She's Come Unmasked and Dare to Pivot. So we were instructed to pick a date, uh, pick a goal, and then pick a date from our objective. And my goal was to finish my book. And my date now is July 4th. I picked that date for so many reasons. Independence Day is my dad's birthday. Um, and just because I'm independently doing this. Um, but, and then I think the release is going to be August 1st. So I got work to do, but I like, I work well under pressure. But this retreat, um, Kendra uh, hosted it and it was dope. I'm so glad I went. Y'all should go to the next one because it was, come on, come on. even though we were talking the whole time, like before it happened, it was just so much more with the, the experience was so, so dope. And then the people in there were like-minded people, which you very rarely get. Um, it was just great. A great and Everybody experience. at the retreat has a goal. Absolutely. Want to get and we're holding each other accountable. We're holding and the each other accountability accountable. is accountability 
is I think fulfilling and reassuring that somebody cares that you have a goal mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't even think that you have a goal or they just from the outside looking in they don't know everything that's going on or don't care to know they just know how you affect their lives so so you have all these dreams and we all have a whole lot of dreams that either we fulfill or we let go by the wayside because life gets in the way but your dreams never die you Absolutely always not. they are waiting for you to pick them up and and go for it and so as long as you have life and breath in your body then you have the ability to pick up that dream and go for it and i believe when you surround yourself in the right environment and then you add a date to the dream because if you don't add a date it's just a dream and a wish <laughs> the minute that you put a date to it then it becomes a plan it becomes a goal and once it's a goal then you can put together a plan and walk it out and what better way to walk it out than with other people and so i'm looking forward to your new book release. I hope I get to see it before it goes in, in um, August 1st. I want to say on July 4th. Just remember you said that. <laughs> because whatever you speak, you know, nothing happens in the kingdom unless something is said. So we the things that we want to come to fruition. And so I, I want to talk about this quantum theory. The, I, keep talk, I keep talking about frequencies. Yes. So I don't know about frequency, but Rakim telling me that I need to be on the God frequency. So I, I dibbled and dabbled and I read a little bit and it's interesting. Tell me something about frequencies. Um, so everything, every, everything we call spirits or whatever is energy. Everything is energy. Mm -hmm. um and you know you learn about protons electrons all that so Neutron. the electron part of it is the electricity um and that's how things bind and move together so when you either break them up or merge them together they become something else um and different frequencies cause these things to happen and the um God, the divine frequency is, I think, 432. 432. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Um, and that's why musicians use it. That's why um, meditation music is based on it. Um, they got different frequencies for different things. There's a healing frequency. There's a, a um, an alignment frequency. There's a meditation frequency, but um, the divine frequency is supposed to be where it's at. Um, and it's it's almost addictive. Because mm. I think it taps into a nature that we have long forgot about from all the distractions and all the everything else. So but, music comes in for better or for worse. Right. So when I tune my guitar, which I really can't play that well, I always tune it to 432 or whatever the frequency is, 432. Um, but there's also a whole bunch of other frequencies to entertain. But just making the sound itself is refreshing. 
So music is a healer. Music can be a soother. Oh, music is life. Yeah. Music is life. We all know my favorite artist is Lauren Hill. <laughs> we all like to see her if she'd be on time. Or show up. So sis, sis be doing, don't, don't talk about her. Sis be doing her thing. Let her live her best life. I love life. Lauren. I love her. <laughs> Let her live her best life and be I'm, late because I'm late all the time. I'm not going to pay for a ticket for Lauren, but I love her. That's Listen, if I had it, I'd still pay for a ticket just because it's her. But Molly Music is my other one. Um, he is a phenomenal artist. If you don't know about him, you should go see him. I've been, or listen, even just listen to his albums. They're just so dope. His whole transition is just everything. So, but music is definitely a big part of my life. Music gets me through a lot. Uh, been through a lot, but music, music is where it's at. So, what have you been through? Uh, where do you who want to start? Are, who are, where do you want to start? All right. So, well, let's talk about, I had my son when I was 17. Oh, my cousin wrote me this beautiful letter, right? <laughs> she wrote me a letter and I had it until my house burned down. That was another story, but um, I kept it with me though. It definitely gave me the motivation. And I remember you saying something about stepping stones. Stepping stones were a thing. And it's always been something I kept in the back of my head, like, all right, let's keep putting one foot in front of the other. But I never felt like it held me back. I felt like it held other people back with their perception of me. But I never I never felt like I couldn't do anything. I went to college and did everything I wanted to do. Um, I did have a dope support system, but I kept him with me for the most part. <laughs> my mama didn't raise my baby. <laughs> Yeah. What Chris Rock said, if you if if you call your grandmama Big Mama Mom. If you call your grandmother mom and your mama Pam, you call her first. <laughs> but no. Um, you go to jail. That's what my, it said. Sounds like my mom is definitely a dope support system though. Yeah. You have you have a you have a big support system. Oh, absolutely, your absolutely. Sister, your sisters love your babies too. They so love them. They can go anywhere. And they can like, get them back though. They're like he's a genius, and I was I love the the fact that that they let them know how smart they are, so they don't just hear it in your house. They hear. They ain't got no choice. They hear it everywhere that they're very smart that they're creative. Let's think about creative so you have three kids mm. everybody's different oh yeah and i believe that you everybody should raise their kids accordingly everybody doesn't get the same treatment they get the same love but each person needs something different and and when i look at kids i think of them as little people they're they're really oh. not they 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 come here with their own personality with their own likes and dislikes and it's your job to bring out their gifts and talents. And that's all we ever think, talk about is gifts and talents because we all have a purpose and we should walk it out with passion. And your job within that purpose changes as your life changes. So you go from a child to an adult 
to a parent. About to have an adult. So you have other, you have responsibilities, but your purpose pretty much stays the same. At least that's what I believe. Absolutely. So how do you raise your three? Um, I raise them. They have structure, but I also allow them to be their own person. I, I allow them to develop because they are a lot. Of, they're all parts of me, but they're a lot different from me. Um, like one's very emotional. I'm not an emotional person. Um, one's very monotone. I'm very not. I'm not that. Um, and then one's just over the top. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all know which one that is, but they, um, they're all smart. Like I, I always, that's my most valuable asset to me is my mind. And I love the fact that they're all so intelligent on their own, just naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's because like music is a thing and because I allow them to develop and we have discussions, like we have dope discussions because um, kids know way more than you will allow them to know. Um, they understand even more, probably even better than you. And- Siobhan so Mo Morris says, yes. <laughs> hey. With all the S's. And Kim said, Kim Johnson Melton said the same thing. Yes. 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 Like, like kids, kids are um something. They they attack. They get on my nerves. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I use a certain phrase I won't say right now, but I don't mean it. But I use it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think I think allowing them to develop in who they are, like as one, like my son plays chess. He's he does a lot of different things, but he's also, I play chess on the low, but I don't really get to play it that often, but he beat me one time and we've never played again because I'm not with it. Oh, so you, you can't be beat. You can't be, you, you won't take the beating. Oh, all right. Munchie beat my uh, middle son. He beat me in a video game because I play video games too. Um, he beat me in a video game and we ain't played since. Really? Oh wow! Yo, he talks trash. My kids, my kids are um, they petty. They got they petty for me, but they petty. <laughs> so, what do you see for your kids? Um, sky's the limit. No, no, there's there is no limit. The sky's not even limit. There is no limit. They can be whatever they want to be. Um, I, I ask them a lot what they want to do. I don't ask them what they want to be. What do you want to do right now? If you could do it right now, what do you want to do? Um, uh, one, he wants to be a chiropractor. That's my oldest, who will be 18 next month. Um, the other one wants to develop video games. Uh, that's Munchie, he's 11. And then Aaron, she needs a show. So if anybody knows a uh, agent. <laughs> I want to tell you that. You just said that's why you don't play spades with her anymore because you got beat, huh? Who spades? D just said this is why you don't play spades. Oh, sis lying. Tell her, tell her catch me on the 19th. <laughs> yeah, but back back to the kids. Um Munchie. And he wants to do video games. Like he was in my class for coding. Yeah. And I do want to start that, but he, he did like it. So we want to see. Yeah, I think he needs a one-on-one because he. Just let, him, just let him go and, and get his coding together. 
And then we we know Zai is the structured kid who who follows all the rules and Dudley do right. And <laughs> as my mom so calls him. <laughs> I was trying to get him today. I called his phone. My he went to school today of all days. He went to school. I called him. And I was like, oh, he's the only kid that follows directions because his phone was off and I couldn't get him. So I had to catch him off the bus because he had an eye appointment, but he follows the rules. I'm a rule follower too. I'm not. Rules are meant to be broken. It may just be he and I that follow the rules. No, no one else follows the rules. <laughs> I'm just like, well, why'd they make it? Because nobody's following them but me. And my dad, you know, my dad was a stickler for rule following. And then after I got to be an adult, I realized he didn't follow the rules. And he taught my son to break them. And I was like, but you made me the rule follower. See? Like, oh, well. It's about perception. It is. Because I'm a rule follower. When people tell me to do something or if they put something together, they can best believe I'm going to follow the rules. And then they call me and go, um, you have any questions? Um, and I'm like, no, you left all of the instructions and I just followed them. And it's, they were like, oh, well, everybody else called. We were just making sure that you were good. <laughs> so Anna Park is on and she said, you two talk and look alike. It's my, <laughs> my voice ain't bad. Hey. This is this is the the grandma voice. <laughs> Have it to a different level. There's two people in the in the line that's higher than me in the voice department. So yeah. You know there's two people. We won't discuss them now. Glenda. Yeah, she's one. Bye-bye. <laughs> anyway. So we talked about 180 lady catering and the food is really good. Somebody, Elamosi's talking about the, the rule follower shout out. Yes. Oh, that's definitely a rule follower. And it, it's working for it. And she really is an accountant. So when the rules work. She is. I'm in IT, the rules work. And Katea says, y'all are twins. <laughs> it's that, it's those genes. Listen. Call this car now. I, I clone kids, so. <laughs> and it was so funny is when people say that, it was like, our dads are brothers. It's not even our moms. But they look alike. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see how people get them mixed up, though. But all three of them, they get they, the three that are left, they, they get them mixed up all the time. And really? I don't know how that. We were in Walmart. Some guy comes running over, talking to my dad. Hey, man, such and such. And my dad's like, hey. He's like, do you know him, dad? He's like. <laughs> oh, I get called somebody all the time. So then I said, you think he's Tyrone, don't you? And the guy was like, yeah. I said, no, this is his brother. He was like. <laughs> and people ask me. People always used to ask me, did your dad drive a bus? I was like, no, it's my uncle. <laughs> he drives New Jersey Transit. My dad doesn't drive. Yep. People come up to you and go, hey, hey. And I'm just Oh, I didn't get I didn't get right. cursed out. I didn't get Yeah. Uh, and they're looking at me like, you know me. And I I was like, where do you think you know me from? 
And then they go Atlantic City. I was like, no, that was one of my cousins. I don't even go there. So kind of interesting. And when I tell people I'm an only child, nobody believes me because of you got to be lying, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have no face in your own. So it's a struggle, man. At least we cute though. <laughs> So you got 180 lady catering. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you say laugh out loud, Mr. Ed? <laughs> well, you got 180 lady catering, and then you have Anomaly in a entertainment group. Yes. And tell so, us about that. Um, I actually started it in 2017, but I dropped it for a while because I was working as EMT and. Like I was working crazy hours, like 40 to 80 hours a week sometimes. <laughs> but um, I picked it up recently because this whole breast cancer scare. So, well, the second one, yeah. um, they was trying to give me breast cancer, but I don't got to receive that. I ain't claim none of that. Um, but I picked it up and I, I needed something to focus on and uh, I create things. I create a lot of things. I write. I do. I do a lot of stuff. So creating has always been a thing for me, and I have all these thoughts in my head. So I have to get them out. But business. I want to be an entrepreneur. Um, I'm definitely for the Black Collective, uh, in the Black community. I'm definitely um, about elevation for our people. Uh, and this company. This umbrella company is basically a network where I'm building a website to compile a trying to get get the right word compile a list of black-owned businesses that align with each other. So, say if I cater, somebody else has a venue, somebody else has a um, decor company, or interior decorating. Um, somebody else does security, somebody else does um, engineering, but somebody else is a wedding singer. And all these companies can come together without hesitation and you don't have to go to to search for them because people are intentionally using black owned businesses. But it's usually a struggle to find one to do this, find one to do that. My lane is entertainment um, only because I like, I'm a creative. By, by nature. Um, so, but that entails lawyers, that entails um, medical professionals, that entails every, every other profession. But um, my goal is to host events that I want to go to because a lot of times I'm over the club, I'm over uh, <laughs> a lot of different scenes and atmospheres where I have to belittle myself or dumb down. So, I'm creating events where I can think, where I can actually express my thoughts and gain more knowledge from other people. Um, so that's what Anomaly Entertainment is. Uh, and I, I do whatever I need, I build another business for. So <laughs> I needed flyers and stuff. That's how I started doing the graphic design. Um, uh, and I started doing it for church and stuff too. I needed um, a business account. so. I just named, I've been doing taxes and things, so I just named Anomaly Financial, which is another branch of Anomaly Entertainment Group. 
Um, but just keep branching out because so, I. So, so basically, you are like grandma. <laughs> she did everything. She cooked. She worked at the coat factory. She did hair on the side. She... Oh yeah, I do hair too. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ask me to do your hair because I don't just like do to do it. My sister do. Newman does hair, and she comes to Jersey once a month to book with her. Glenda. Glenda. Sound like you said Kendra and the shortest one. Glenda. Yeah, and they don't. Oh, what's so funny about that? Just like my dad, people you get the brothers mixed up. They get you and your sisters mixed up too. Oh, they don't. A lot of people don't know I exist because I'm the youngest. <laughs> so I'm I'm usually Nikki because we look the most alike. But I get called all of them, depending on what I'm doing and where I'm at. <laughs> and y'all pretty much do what my dad does. He just say hi instead of saying I'm not. So and so, like you just you get the scoop that way. They're like, oh, I ain't know you. <laughs> yeah, I tell them, I'm like, no, and then they're like, what? Well, I remember you, and you were with your sister, and I'm like, I am. I don't. I'm an only child, and they think I'm lying, and they're looking at me <laughs> funny. So I'm like, okay, it's my uncle, not my dad. So that's the kind of thing that we're up against. So. Yeah, you all got it. You have to stay right. Man, listen. Do right. Because I don't need anybody saying, yeah, that's her. Like, no, it's not. Somebody better have bail money. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. I was minding my business. That's all I would say about that. So, what's next for you? Um, everything. Um, you've had, you've had a couple medical scares and oh 2018 was a horrible and eye-opening experience <laughs> I, um okay so march i had a breast lumpectomy um because i had a mass on my breast they thought it was cancer but i wasn't claiming that and turned out not to be cancer so that happened then okay. march <laughs> 2018, um, I was at work for 12 hours, stomach hurting, and had a um, cholecystectomy, which is my gallbladder removed um, for emergency surgery. So I went there. They was like, yo, you can't leave. So then in May, <laughs> I had another um, emergency surgery, and it was my appendix this time, Mother's Day. So I went there, thought I was going home after 12 hours of work, stomach hurting and had another surgery. But um, in all that, it was, it was, it was interesting because financially it was not friendly. <laughs> it just wasn't, it was, I'm, I'm still recovering. Mm -hmm. So I have this model that it's just money. And I started saying that way before I had any money. Mm -hmm. um, and I just believe that where God guides, he will provide. And so when a, when a number comes up that I don't have, I like, Lord, it's just money. And you know what I need and, and how to work it out. 
And for the most part, things work out. Because I'm not oh, absolutely. And where I can, I can witness to that all day. So so you you got all the surgeries that you needed. And so Oh yeah, they can't handle more body parts than me. <laughs> but with that came some bills. So you had to have faith in the healing department and <sighs> in the money department <laughs> and so talk about the practicality of of god you know everybody always want to name it and claim it you want you know you see it on facebook if you want a miracle right now say amen and pass it on but you know god has done all that he's going to do oh absolutely he's, he's given us wisdom to do some things so there's some people who won't have surgery because they're waiting for god to heal them when he is giving, giving us the he gave me common sense, boo. <laughs> to, do, to do those things too. And I, I do believe that God is a healer and he's also the creator. So he can give you something new as well. He also causes people to heal other people. Exactly. <laughs> and so, and that's the same thing with money. It's not magic. It's not, you know, Jesus jackpot. It's about, you know, being a good steward of your money and then letting him do the rest. Absolutely. So, so when I hear you talk about that, I, I see that, you know, you, you went to the doctor, you still got the x-ray, you still had the surgery, and then you said, I'm not claiming that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a balance. People want to be fanatics and what you says don't be, but um, God, God is in me and is in all of us, whether we identify with that or not. Um, and people <laughs> question um, your walk with God and your relationship with God because of your actions or what they perceive you do. Uh, you're unchurched. That ain't none of my businesses. Um, <laughs> that's their businesses, Tabitha Brown said. Tabitha, you love that. Because that's my her. business. Because <laughs> that's my business. I love her. But yeah, God, God is, listen, I am that I am. So am I. <laughs> yes. So we talk about I am all the time. And oh, I got a tattoo right here somewhere. Really? And being oh, <laughs> and being unchurched, and whether whether it's whoever you call God, just call him. Oh yeah. What whatever you like to to say, I am. And naming yourself. Mm hmm. Ugh. Naming myself. Woo. So, Kendra wrote this um, blog, right? Blog about the, come on, Lovecraft Country and Hippolyta. Hippolyta. And she named herself. It was this whole little uh, episode where she was naming herself, where she was in the future with these beings. And she was naming herself, and you wrote a dope, like, I couldn't have said it better myself. You wrote a dope blog about it, and it's definitely motivation. I've had this tattoo for, mm -hmm. I want to say, almost 15, almost, almost, almost 15 years. But the concept I am is something, it's, it's definitely within the realm of quantum theory. Mm -hmm. Um you you have to your words have power whether you believe in god or not uh your words have power so sometimes you're self-defeating sometimes Creative we're all power oh absolutely 
But sometimes we uh, we're we're our worst enemy. We we are Satan to ourselves sometimes, um, and we just don't acknowledge it. When you say I can't, and I mean I'm guilty of it, or I don't have, then you don't. So I mean you have to definitely yeah name yourself whatever it is you yeah. want to be, but also have some <laughs> some cooth about it because you can say you're a billionaire and do nothing to be a billionaire faith without works but yeah you, you got to put some action to it like you said absolutely faith without works. but you know just practicing naming yourself oh absolutely answering to the names that don't fit which that's their business <laughs> yeah that's their business mm. you call me what mm-hmm. you want and you have to you you're not you don't answer then then that's that but i am says that it and i am lives in me so when 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 moses said who should i say sent me he said i am so that means he he i am is all that i need and i am i am because he's inside of me so thing that i name myself to be I can be, but you have to follow it up with action. Like Fannie Lou Hamer said, you can pray until you faint. <laughs> Guys, put it in your lap. You got to get up and do something. Facts. You, you got to speak it to put it in action, but you got to do it too. Then you got to follow it up with some action. If you then, then again, if you don't, then you're still wishing and it's just a dream. So adding a date to that dream, that's some action. And then clean up that date with the action steps that you have to do to bring it to fruition is a thing. It's a real thing. Definitely. Won't happen without it. And let's talk what the, the, the perfection paralysis. I have that disease. I don't have it. I do. So sometimes (laughs) I get stuck on this is not perfect. Even the book. My, my, I have a, I had a coach to help me with this book. She was like, where's your stuff? And I was like, well, I'm not ready. I'm not finished. So I got the book today. I was like, oh, this is nice. And I saw some things that I didn't like, you know what I mean? And I had to remember, this is the first one. Yeah. Starting. That's your business. And I made it very simple. So what did I try to get out of this book? One, that everybody knows their lineage from the first man to who was thrown aboard, overboard on the ship, who swam to shore. From him to the two people that started that reunion. That's on the cover of that book. So that's already four generations right there. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to the fifth generation. Now it's up to everybody who gets this book that's related to me to figure out where they fit in the line because you the grandparents are so you can you can figure out who fits how that fits in the line then i talk about the organization because we're more than just a family that gets together and breaks bread now we want to break too because we love to eat i don't even call our meetings meetings we call them eatings (laughs) you come into the eating and they better not serve hot dogs or sandwiches because people are going to be mad they want they're going to talk about you right there 
They want a full meal. The meeting does not start till everybody has a plate. And, but the biggest part about getting together is breaking bread. Breaking bread is a spiritual thing. Absolutely. And honestly, I think that's why I don't, I don't want to go to lunch with folks I don't like at work. You know, the, the little, let's go along and get along. I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to break bread with people that I don't like dining <laughs> because it's a spiritual thing. It means to me. And if I stop eating, that's because I'm, we're not on the same vibrational level anymore. It, it, it is what it is, but breaking bread is, is very important to me. And so that organization, while we have a meeting, and they literally, we are literally a nonprofit and we have all of the papers and bylaws and all it can be doing so much. But at the core of that is breaking bread. And we're missing been missing that for since last year this time. The last meeting we had face to face was February of 2020. And so we've missed a reunion, we've missed all of those things, but I see it even more clear how important it is. So we're online, we're, we're kind of haphazardly doing it, but we really need to get back to that. And then the last, will. the last part is really about, okay, the first part is who we are. The middle part is how we stay together. And the last part is showing people how to do it for themselves. And so, I want to dispel the myths that black folks don't get along because obviously we we had to do it for a long time together. And all these people I've been I've been interviewing phenomenal people women all around me. Um, I've fifty percent or more have been family members. Yep. So you're the first one. That's my first cousin. Everybody else is second, third cousin, and I love them and and work with them and speak to them just like you and I do because they made an effort the family members made an effort to stay together and it's very important that we continue to do that absolutely so it's contagious it is contagious so when you call me and say what can I do you know I'll put you to work no I know you're going to do it and so when we were getting ready for the retreat and you started working with me and doing the slides and you're like, bruh, this is it. What if somebody doesn't speak up? What if they don't? I was like, nope, only the people that are supposed to be here. And they were there. Only the people who want to do the hard work, because that's what we were doing. Hard work will be there. And so we didn't have a, a problem with participation. It was- Yeah, I think people have to be real with themselves. Yep. And we're talking about, you know, who are you at your core? Who are you when nobody's looking independently of who you're related to and what you do? Yeah. Who are you? I am. I'm, I, I think am. I'm me all the time, but I am. <laughs> um, I, I think I have developed a a need to be me at all costs, no matter what, no matter who is offended, no matter who is uncomfortable, because even using my name, Muffin, 
because Sandra is my mother's name, which I love her to death. Well, I love her to life. Um, but yes, watch your words. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's not my name. My middle name is my cousin's name. Muffin is my name that my grandma gave me. And I, I think I am, I can say, I can, I can definitely say that I am true to myself wherever I am, no matter what. And I've been like that for a very long time. There's been times where I had to assimilate or code switch or whatever, but everybody know what time it is. <laughs> the good I can, old code I can switch. somebody else, but I'd rather not be. Yeah, I, I, I just would like to see the day when people show up as their authentic selves. And we just have to keep showing up as ourselves and they will. If they don't, that's, that's their business. <laughs> that's their business, yeah. Yes, but but the the world would be so much better if we all just show up. And like you said, there's been times where you have to code switch, or you thought you had to code switch, or we needed to eat, so you code switch. But comes <laughs> hey, but there comes a time where we we can actually build our own, be our own. Um, oh, absolutely. David Banner said he said um, boycott would be a word that we wouldn't have to use if we had our own and we have that's where i'm going and we still have our own but you know my my thing is i want to see community independent like the other communities are independent and you you can buy and sell wherever you want but you take we have to stop wanting what other people have and build what we what we supposed to be because i feel like we we're we are way more than you can even fathom I think I think magical and divine things will have will happen when we do get the mindset that we when are you, one. When you remember who you yes. are. When when I, when I look, because you know I'm a foodie. When I look at the African diaspora, no matter where you are, what what are people serving on their plates? Rice and peas. Right. So, and some greens. But you call it you call it rice and peas or beans and rice hopping john whatever it is there's still going to be some rice and some beans because that comes from west africa so we we bring that we bring the community with us it's a um it's a community where you get a consensus and we need to remember that and that's why that's why i, I really just want to see everybody tell their, their story and stop letting the story be told for them or for and us. in addition to that i think when you tell your story you have to see where your story fits in the bigger picture i think it says that part. but um <laughs> i think we need to like learn to stitch you know those quilts they used mm -hmm. to make telling mm -hmm. stories and things. I think we yeah. need to tell our story because for so long, we've allowed other people to tell our story and to explain our history when- And you and, start to believe it. And you start to believe it. Absolutely. History Month. Yes, we should know about Martin Luther King. Yes, we should know about Rosa Parks. But what about uncle so-and-so who was right around the corner and we didn't know he was a hero until he was gone? We got to start reverencing these people and telling the rest of the family that so-and-so was a big deal. 
So people are self-absorbed. <laughs> yeah, but I, I also think that there's this this humble thing. This teaching mm. of being humble. And so my dad is good for that, you know, because the Bible says, you know, let let someone let other people praise you. So you don't tell your story at all. So nobody knows it unless unless you die. That's not good. We need to tell them, look right there. This person did this and that and the other thing. Absolutely. Um, I mean, being humble, is it's a state of mind. You can be humble and still be proud. Um, I tell myself I'm dope all the time, publicly and everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think I made a post that if God is dope, so am I. That's right. Um, because how can God be dope if I'm made in his image? I have to be dope, right? I have to have to be something great. I have to be something magnificent. I am. I am. And I don't think that people embrace who they are or I, I find I I don't understand people's um insecurities and um what's the word I'm looking for when they doubt themselves. But I, I really That's the word, doubt themselves, self-doubt. I have a hard time understanding that. I really well, we, do. I think we did talk about that. Life happens. You, you go out in the streets and if you don't have the foundation that says that you get to name yourself and you're only who you answer to, what's your answer to, then then you start to believe what other people tell you. Absolutely. I, and I, I just, I have a hard time identifying with that. And I think that's why yeah. me and people like that sometimes um, collide. But you have to give uh, people grace. You got to give people grace. Oh, absolutely. Because, because. I don't mean in a negative time. way. Mm -hmm. I, I mean more so like they they don't understand me and I don't understand them and we leave it at that <laughs> yeah but you you have to you have to give people some grace and you also have to 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 see that that life will do that to you I mean I guess I had a goody two shoes um persona that people placed on me I was like why <laughs> so I want to let everybody know I'm not a goody two shoes, but but at you know at the end of the day I'm a rule follower, so I guess that makes me. I'm sure you broke some rules. So <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying I broke the rules, but but I think at your core, who likes to follow the rules, and it doesn't bother me. Like like this COVID, this COVID thing, I was okay, you know. They said, I mean, because it's common sense, though. But they say stay home. I can stay home. I don't need to sneak to the store. I don't need to have a little party. I don't. <laughs> I don't need to do any of that. I don't need to see people. I really don't. Use your best judgment, like. <laughs> but I think it comes with I like me. So I don't. I don't. I don't. If there's something going on, and there's a party. And I get an invitation. I don't need to call around to a million people to see if they're going to. Facts. I know. When I get there, I'm like, hey, you made it too. I don't know. I'll be asking who all going to be there. <laughs> I don't. If I want to go, I'll go. 
<laughs> I need to know who I'm going to be. Don't, I don't need to do the caravan to get there. You know, you follow me and then I follow you. I'm like, no. Oh, yeah, no. I when I get there, I'll see you. I, I'll see you when I get there. And yeah. I don't know if that's an only child thing or what, but, but you know, I think that there's a lot to do with when you decide I'm an individual, you know, the individual that you were when you came here. And life happens to everybody, but I guess we process it differently. But definitely. And so once you get back to who you were and start walking in your purpose and walking it out with passion, using all the gifts and talents you have, then, then you know, you, you're more fulfilled. And I use the word, it makes your heart sing. And I, I just want to see people heart sing. I want to I want to see young people never have to get back to their purpose because they've always been true to the core of who they are Absolutely. and the purpose that they have there it's always a purpose-driven life um, no matter what they're doing because I, I think you're going to do different things and I think like you said, you, you, you've done a million things. You've been security, you've done this, you've done that. I think that, that that's a good way to figure out what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Absolutely. Uh, Relationships too. Yeah. <laughs> you can figure out what you want and what you don't want. Facts. And But you don't have to be 40 doing it all. <laughs> you should do it when you're younger. And, you know, so... I mean, take time. I always, always um, plead the fifth, like, you know, yeah, I was young and stupid. That's all I can say, young and stupid. No, we can't use that excuse no more, But, but old and stupid? That's a lot of stupid old people. <laughs> well, you know, I, I can say, you know, I, everybody doesn't do everything perfectly, and I'm still doing some stupid stuff every now and then. And, you know, you just got to own it and keep it moving. But that's your business. That's my favorite quote. <laughs> I know that's my business. So you know when I was gonna ask you because it is eleven oh five. Is it? Because we've just been talking. Um, what is your favorite quote besides? That's my business by Tabitha Brown. That is okay, but that's cool. <laughs> And where can they find Anomaly Entertainment? And if you need catering, like Miss Peggy's cooking at 180 Lady Catering, what, where can they find these things? Um, I'm on Instagram, Anomaly Entertainment Group at, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, that's also the email at gmail.com. Um, I also have a anomalyentertainment.com. I mean, anomalyentertainmentgroup.com, which is a just my domain for my Google workspace because I swear by Google. I use Google products for everything. Um, <laughs> um, 180 Lady Catering. You will be able to find it under Anomaly soon. Um, but it's definitely on Facebook. You just got to okay. search it. What, else? what kind of food do you make? Oh, everything. Everything. Make a little bit of Italian food. I make a little bit of soul food. I make a little bit of Caribbean food. Um, I think that's it. Or whatever. Yeah. I, I, 
You look like Miss Carly when you said that. <laughs> when no. you were selling, you were selling dinners one day, and Mike and Ricky were. I said, it, it, I, we're, "We're ordering dinners." Ricky, you want some? He was like, "Who's making it?" I said, "Muffin." He was like, "Can she cook?" I was like, "She's Miss Peggy's granddaughter." He's like, yeah, "Here's my ten dollars," <laughs> and he ordered food too. <laughs> So, so all you have to say is I belong to Peggy and everybody will. I guess that's going to be my name of my restaurant one day. So I don't know if you're going to start selling fried chitlins. I don't want any of those. Mm, no. You fried chitlins. I'm, I'm trying to promote wellness in my community. Okay, good. Okay. Um, but I don't want any of those. That's a delicacy. <laughs> yeah. I can't eat that all the time. We make it all, we make it all delicacies. We took the scraps and made delicacies, but definitely. Now we're gonna move on. Yes, we we gotta do some new stuff, guys. Like, don't um, honor the past, but look look to the future, please. <laughs> so we gotta let some stuff go. So before we go, mm -hmm. I'm gonna give people some a chance to ask some questions too. Oh, please ask me some questions. This, this was a little, you know, this was off topic. It's it's late. And and my twin is a little crazy. So that's how that's how she says she's weird. And so and this is how our conversation went and, and, and it's all good. But before we leave, oh most mostly said talk about the book club. Oh. Anomaly Entertainment Group is hosting a book club once a month. It's called the Black House Book Club. Black House Book. Oh my God, the Black House Book Club. All right, I'm done. We uh we just read Asada Shakur's book. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, there you go. Um, and now we're reading um Dapper Dan's book as she as Kendra suggested. Um, it's are you guys reading Dapper Dan? Yes. Do you love it? I love it. And I got the Audible, so Amari Hardwick is reading. And <laughs> so it's good. It's I was like, pleasant. Amari Hardwick, why is he reading it? But I'm glad. He's from Harlem, right? Yes. But you know, the way he he starts the book out with history, with mm -hmm. migrant history, Black folks who migrated from South to the north so it was the great migration he talks about that absolutely he was one generation removed from that so he told us about the old Harlem. he did it was just like south carolina pockets and the north carolina pocket over here and the georgia pocket <laughs> and they yeah they just made it like they just made it like they were still home but in the city and so, you know, I loved it from the beginning just because of that, because I'm just a history buff and a black anything on the black diaspora, I'm just eating it up. And so I like how raw it was. It is yes. Because I, I, I read The Warmth of Other Sons and that talks about the migration. I didn't know there were just these regular trains coming up from the south. And they all had different names. So I called my dad, I was like, What train was you on? Where are you on? And he told me because he came, he came, he and Aunt Sarah came two, three months after the family came up because they were still in school. So they stayed with their grandma. 
and then they joined the family after that because they were the only one that was school age and so they were able to be out to go but he knew which which um train he was wait in. i thought dad was the youngest he is am i tripping okay he wasn't in school oh okay gotcha. he's two he didn't go to school <laughs> that's you know he don't talk about nothing he wasn't in school so gotcha. so they all moved up here but aunt sarah and my dad stayed to finish out the school year gotcha and then they moved up here but they came on the train by themselves and he said that he knew he was going to the city. So every time he pulled into Washington, D.C., he was like, get my bags, get my bags. And they were like, no, you're going to Philadelphia. And he was ready to get off every time. He was, I didn't know they moved to Philadelphia. You know, no, the, the train was going to Philly. Oh. And then they had to come to, but most of the family, when they first came, they went to Philly first. And some went to DC and some went to New York, but most of them went to Philadelphia. I'm gonna read the book. So, so the Dapper Dan book. Yes. That way. So our books, our book selection is definitely with the black community in mind because it's not so much about the book per se, it's the discussions that happen mm -hmm. within the book that we can um, talk about to use to elevate and to move forward and progress. So I think um, the discussions are, I'm, I'm all about discussions. I like, I like interpersonal interaction because I can pull out thoughts just without thinking about them. And it's, mm -hmm. it's great because I think this is your most natural thoughts, your most pure thoughts when it's off the top and not really contemplated. Um, so what's what's the date for the Black House book? Now you got me saying book club. Black House book club. I want to say February seventeenth at eight p.m. on Google Meets, but it'll be posted because um, I probably didn't do that yet. So DJ has a question for you. Where do you see yourself in five years? I see myself as a homeowner. Um, it was supposed to be by the age of 35, but I would be 35 on the 18th. I mean, I still got time, but um, hey, the pivot. Pivot. pivots are fine. I spent on my heels a lot. You still have the goal. <laughs> so you'll be a homeowner and what else? A homeowner, um, definitely, definitely a the founder of a multi-million dollar company. Um, I want to build, I am going to build a Fortune 500 company, oh um, a successful author, um, the mother of an, a college student, no, a graduate, college graduate. Um, and um, I'm not going to say married because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want that. Um, but maybe married. Maybe married. Maybe married. Are there any other? for muffin oh yeah and i'm gonna found a town um that's my ultimate goal either a town a city or a state or even a country i don't care it's going to be something that's just going to be predominantly black and run by black people um on core foundations of who we actually are but that's for another subject 
<laughs> so when when is the the um Dapper Dan book club discussion? February eighth, seventeenth. That Wednesday, I think. That Wednesday. And they 18. can find it on your Anomaly Entertainment Group, uh, Facebook and Instagram tomorrow. Okay. So you'll put it up later. Yeah. Okay. And lastly, I always ask the question because we didn't get here by ourselves. On whose shoulders do you stand? I stand on the shoulders of every man, woman, child that's ever existed. Like I can't pinpoint one person. And I refuse to because if you start naming names, you're gonna forget somebody. But everybody has ever prayed for me, paid for me, or did anything for me. I stand on their shoulders and I stand on the backs of my enemies. So um <laughs> you know, standing real Footstool. tall. Footstool. Yes. Are there any questions for her? We 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 did this a little differently. I'm sorry. You know, no, I, I, cool. I break rules. We we are different. Oh, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. This is there's no rules here. I, I'm okay with it. when there are no rules. It's not like I don't know what to do. <laughs> but when we have rules, it does kind of bother me. But this this was this is what I expected to happen. Mosi and Deja, <laughs> ask them the question. The book club questions. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, they don't have they don't have anything else. Okay. So just give them the names of your businesses and where they can find you one more time before we sign off. You can just um anomaly entertainment group, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can find me there. Go follow it, go tell everybody else to follow it. If you got a black business, go post it. Um because oh the first 50 businesses that um, post their business will be listed on the website for free, which is coming um, May of 2021. It will be a working website where you can find all black businesses. Um, local businesses will get first um, considerations. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Um, I'm me at all times and I thank you for allowing me to be me. I want you to be you. We, and like I said, the, these interviews are of phenomenal women who pivot. And you have made phenomenal pivots. That's a whole nother day. Um, to, you're about to send an 18-year-old off to college with I. Yeah, yeah. And, I had her when I was 17. And now you have, and you have two more behind them, and they're spread. So you're gonna be yeah. there for a while. But even, <laughs> even the Aaron show, we need to come back with Aaron. Oh God! Because, because the Aaron show needs to be discussed here on Facebook. Um, I am. I just want to make this disclaimer now. If she does <laughs> get on here, I am not responsible for anything that comes up. <laughs> So you asked you asked Deja and Mosi if they had questions. They are on Facebook going back and forth. No, you asked. You asked. Nope, I won't post it. Laugh out loud. 
to allow me back on her live. So with that, with that, we're not going to ask them to ask any more questions. <laughs> That's okay. her crew, and they're going back and forth. And um, Laura Rochelle said this was inspiration. So. Oh, love you. Love everybody that's on. Thanks for watching. Yep. Thanks for watching. Thanks for engaging. What did you say? I said they inbox me questions if they want. So, you know what we could do? We need to have a 180 lady catered dinner party online. You order your dinner. And then you pick it up, and then we'll go online and talk about the food. I hope you serve the fish. I'm making it tomorrow. Turkey chops was tonight. So, so you're going to make the fish. Stew fish. Is everybody up for a 180 lady catered dinner party, breaking bread? Four feet. Line. <laughs> it won't happen tomorrow. But what if we did that in 30 days? An online dinner. Where she catered, catered. Are we gonna talk about this? That says gonna... she loved it. Well, we're talking about it right now. They they like that idea. We should do an online catering thing. I'm here for it. And I'm gonna have more of these this under forty set. I'm trying to get one sister before she becomes a mommy. I don't. I think I might be a little too late for it, but. I'm trying to get her because she started a, a phenomenal um, smoothie company, and I, I want her on. Who got a smoothie company? <sighs> Layla. So, Is she local? I think so. I love smoothies. I go to the mall a lot. So I'm like, if we do a 180 lady catering dinner with the smoothies, and everybody can buy yes. and have, it's like a dinner party online. Hmm. I'm here for it. We could we could work this out. So so you said phenomenal women. I'm glad you guys like it. Very well done, ladies, says Sherry Robertson. Hey. Oh, everybody on. Yeah. Y'all just knew I was gonna say something crazy, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stan and, and and Chanel. I know mostly up past her bedtime. Yeah, well we all up past our bedtime. <laughs> I've been up since 6.40, and we all know I go to bed at 9, but it's all good. It's no, been really good talking to you. Um, I love the stuff that you're doing. And, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's put this dinner party together. I'm here for it. All right, y'all stay tuned for the dinner party that we just planned right here online <laughs> during this interview. <laughs> y'all get ready. We're going to have a conversation. We're gonna break some bread and do some good stuff. And we still gotta talk about one night in Miami because y'all didn't show up. <laughs> and that was in the other group, but we'll talk about one night in Miami. We need to liven that group up. Um so um <laughs> Deja wants you to take us out with singing This is the Air I Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. You gonna sing us out? I will not. <laughs> okay. I will tell you about that later. But okay. <laughs> so we get sleepy and punch drunk. But this is this has been a, a awesome <laughs> discussion. 
it's different, but you know, it, it is what we wanted to do. Don't forget to patronize 180 Lady Catering, Anomaly Entertainment. And the book is out, Lessons and Legacy, a JMC Family Palmetto Society blueprint. If you want to know how to do phenomenal plan, a phenomenal family reunion, if you want to pack that reunion with fun facts that you can use to make sure that your family understands who they are and where they come from and their history, then you want to get the book. So I show you what we've done, how we've done it, and then we give you checklists and, and a blueprint to do it for yourself. Thank you for joining us. We love you all. Have a great night. Good night. Thank you for listening to Dream Aloud with Kendra. If you like the show, leave a review and tell a friend. I also invite you to join our Dream Aloud Facebook group, where we encourage and challenge our members to step outside of their comfort zone and live limitless lives. I guarantee you, you will experience true fulfillment when you live, work, and play your way.